Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to review last night's episode of Monday Now Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw but also SmackDown. The uh, show formerly known as NXT Defect. Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bunny quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to review last night's Monday Night Raw. And, Sidge, if you dislike this show, say anything. Well, a ringing endorsement there from <laughs> Michael Sidgwick. I'm joking, of course. He isn't here. He's uh, taking a well-earned day off. Um, go home show ahead of Extreme Rules. What did you make of it, Hamlet? Well, I'll step in into Sidgwick's traditional role because I thought this was mostly rubbish. Yeah. Um, I And look, I think in a sense there's a, a place for a rubbish raw. And if I'm honest, what was a mostly rubbish SmackDown, which we reviewed yesterday in far... Uh, grittier circumstances than what we are reviewing today. You missed out on uh, day one of a few alterations taking place here at What Culture Towers. Mm. And me and Sidgwick were forced into separate rooms. There was a lockdowny vibe to the SmackDown Oof. review yesterday. And uh, yeah, it's, it was... And equally, I had very little nice things to say, much like when WWE was in the middle of the pandemic. Mm, could have been worse. Could have been Rampage. Well, yeah, you're not entirely wrong, actually. But um, this week, this war all, and last week's SmackDown have led me to believe that Triple H is still learning how to time out his plans over the five hours of original content he has to produce a week over the previously two and then one of NXT. It just feels, and has felt in truth, like we hit the peak of Extreme Rules build about a week and a half ago. Yeah. Not a single, like, we've praised, and there's podcasts out there where you can listen to hear all this praise in talking about the things that might need to happen at Extreme Rules. Virtually every single match on this card, and yet... Even though I've got a lot of praise from them individually and the card, and I'm very much looking forward to it, I don't think any of the stories over the past fortnights have particularly advanced. I don't feel like the heat has risen, and we have found everything bubbling just nicely ahead of the show on Saturday. And if anything, a, a few of them are starting to flame out a little bit. I'm so relieved that Saturday is here, and we can see the yeah. back of some of these pairings. Um, 
and this role was just a, an example of that. I wasn't terribly, maybe I'll change my mind as we talk about it, but I just wasn't terribly moved by the developments in the existing programs. I didn't feel that on the hook for the stuff to come next week for the season premiere. Um, See, I did. With a couple of exceptions, yeah. Like, there was a couple of things, but I don't know. This didn't, it, this felt terribly uncreative for a go-home role. And, like, things like the repetitive finishes, uh, of which it, like, is the second week in a row where we've kind of been able to be like, hang on just doing the same thing here with every single match. Like, they're bad habits that you don't want to sneak in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't come away with, like, a lot of good vibes from this episode. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, though. I'd, I'd argue that we are slowly transitioning in a review of Monday Night Raw to holding it to the standards that we are... Not quite to the standards of AW better Dynamite. Better ones, yeah. Much but certainly, ones. we aren't giving them a pass like we used to. No. I'd say this was probably, like, a 6 out of 10, Monday Night Raw, if I'm to be honest. I think recently it's been absolutely sensational what they've been doing on this show. I should arguably, move- arguably biased by the last 10 years of watching this bloody show. Well, I should move to say that. It's, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about how much is WWE good, how much is it just good in comparison, and when the comparison was the absolute state of it, it was always going to be Triple H's long free hit. All jokes aside, all bits and things like that, I was earnestly enjoying mm. WWE. And as I would do when like we were sort of me and Sidric were debating it with you in the middle, grinning giddily as you set us <laughs> off like you let us like dogs off the leash. I was defending this idea that oh, it's just just each basically that like and you like the taste of it like the taste of it when it comes to WWE. I was just enjoying the product and I didn't this week. And I think as you say, that kind of comes from expect how quickly expectations mm. raise. Uh, I've made similar points on Twitter this morning, and it's funny that already, and this is why you just meet these people straight away, but, um, and if they listen, I suppose, then I'll know who they are. But, hello. Hello. Uh, it's the sort of, like, uh, somebody was in, like, oh, here comes the uh, whine and complain about the start again, or words to that effect. And you're just like, hang on. Like, isn't this... The, the type of critical thinking that you should want to apply to your, the, your wrestling show that you want that you should want to think about the wrestling show mm. you're about to watch rather than uh, enjoy those six weeks did you and now you're going to start whining and complaining again so what is there only those two things yeah. you can either be doing backflips at the quality of a show or you can think it's absolute garbage and there's absolutely no in between like I, I, I don't know you I can't don't. win on Twitter man. No, you can't, you can't win, win on the internet basically of course you can't um, and I think for me this show was like a means to an end show I think there was some bad bits in it I didn't. I'm not justifying them or explaining mm. them away, but I think I could see at least see where they were heading with costing Candice LeRae, for example, having her lose her first match. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily best pleased about it, but I was like, ah, so long as X, Y, and Z happens, which is what we do a lot with AEW. Mm-hmm. So long as that happens, I'm kind of okay with it. If this loss for Candice, and we'll talk more about it obviously once we get to it, leads to her in War Games. I'm kind of all right with her losing. Yeah. Here. It sort of felt the like- manner of it is what it is. It's a tired old trope within wrestling. But also, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that and then doing Mr. Candice LeRae. That's right. That's what I said. Right? <laughs> losing in the exact same circumstances, arguably even worse circumstances because he set it up himself by being a twat and attacking someone who was being a knobhead on and mouthy on commentary but didn't physically get involved until you decided you're going to chin him. Mr. Candice LeRae, the sort of line that would be uh, used for huge heat Ooh. in a verbal sparring segment on this very show, um, in that, like, terribly lopsided, I'm going to say some really cruel real-life things about you. Yeah, well, I'm going to praise your wife. Mm. It's doing it with me, then, isn't it? Right <laughs> say your breath smells. Hit the post. Got him. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's dive into it. Let's talk about this show. Because, mm. like I said, uh, some of the stuff that wasn't great, I could at least see where they were heading. Um and uh, the show started, well, first of all, actually, 
The show started with the commentary team putting over the fact they've got Daniel Bloody Cormier for the fight pit. I haven't had a chance to talk about this. This, as a guy who likes... Hey, guys, why don't you like both? Yeah. WWE, or wrestling, I should say, and MMA. Oh, my Christmas have come at once. This I knew, is great. I knew this would be for you. We talked a little bit about this on the, the preview yesterday. Um, not, I wouldn't say indifference from myself and Sidge, but neither of us have the stock maybe invested in who Cormier is. Uh, but I knew you'd be buzzing. And what I... I, what I sort of asked for was, you know, like give me the give me the explainer. I get to be one of those bad faith weirdos mm-hmm. on Twitter. For the other day. He's just a Bandido guy. There's a video package. I will not watch it. Who is Bandido? <laughs> like, and I guess over the course of this show, I started to try and understand and appreciate what it is that he can bring. Other than you know, the background is sort of a generic. So this is more a UFC adjacent fight, is it? Well, I yeah, guess so they're bringing me. legitimacy. They've done this for the other two fights. Kurt bits. Angle didn't yeah, they, yeah. the first one. Yeah. So like. Um, so yeah, uh, like it, it doesn't, it didn't pop me in the way that I know it would have popped you and lots of other people. But the news certainly was received with that kind of hype that I, amazingly, without knowing it myself, can stand it aside and go, oh, that must resonate as a big deal. Yeah. Imagine if you could do that with other surprises that you write. Like, <laughs> not everything is for you. Not everything is. Every yeah. single thing is for you. And the breadcrumbs potentially of. DC versus Brock Lesnar. Oh my god! Which again, now I have to go backwards and learn and see why that is oh. a thing in the first place. Oh, oh mate! Funny picture of Brock in a big old suit. Yeah, yeah. He was a knobhead, was he? DC, I think, had just won the title, and he was right. like, "Time to have a fight then." And it's like, "Well, hang on a second. Well, yeah. You meant to stand there and go face to face and do the old wrestling thing because DC's a, a bit of a wrestling mark from from what I can tell." Mm. And he shoves him about, and you're like, "Oh, don't be a twat." <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Raw, which opened properly uh, with the Judgment Day. Yes. Out they come. Um, me and Andy were putting this over. I still can't work out how they do that light with the, sh- the shadow. That looks that's cool, like, doesn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Genuinely good, that. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. Balor talks about Edge retiring and then coming back and saying you can only outrun fate for so long. Uh, he said he was Judgment is going to come for Edge, I'm going to deliver your fate. I'm going to make you say I quit. They're building up the wicked match that they've got on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Priest uh, tries to issue a warning to the guys they're facing, AJ and Ray, for tonight. Uh, but all the ca- crowd cares about, cares about is chanting, who's your daddy at Dominic? And uh, Mammy oh my God. whispers <laughs> in his ear uh, and he says, I, I hate my dad. <laughs> Screw you, dad. <laughs> Shut up, dad. Shut up, you kids. Uh, and uh, and then Bala ends by saying, uh, I could have taken you out properly last week, AJ, uh, but still an olive branch for you there. Join us, basically. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess like, we'll get into the match as well. Yeah, and then kind Styles of, music plays and he interrupts and blah, blah, blah. This, the only way was down from the Judgment Day segment and match. I cannot believe I'm saying that, but this was... The start of the show, and for me, the highlight of it. Yeah. Um, as much like this promo was decent enough, we know this group are at this point, um, but it's certainly the angle advancement that came during the match that I was most interested in. Yeah, so Styles and Mysterio come out and clear the ring. The match starts during the break, and then obviously the heels maintain control kind of for the most part. Uh, when we go to a second break, I think that we go to that by Ray getting dropped on the yeah. announce table. Uh, but we come back, AJ Styles has got Damian Priest in a calf crusher, uh, he gets out of it, but then gets atomic dropped. Uh, eventually, um, they work over Styles, and it looks like Styles is finally going to get out of it and get to his corner to make a tag. But Rhea yanks Ray off the apron. Um, Styles just says, "Oh bollocks! I'll make my own comeback." Then 
Hits Balor and Priest with a nice double DDT, which gets a decent pappy. Um, Ray's recovered, confronts Ripley on the outside, and then Dom pulls out the special move. Come on, Dad. Come on, hit me. Come on, Dad. Hit me. Hit me, Dad. And Ray obviously doesn't want to do that. He goes to get back on the apron to help out AJ, but Ripley just... And takes his head off <laughs> with a clothesline. Styles goes to his corner, goes, Where the bloody hell's Ray? No one's there. Drop kicked by Balor. Coup de gras. One, two, three. Shenanigans, but a victory nonetheless for the Judgment D. Yeah, I don't know if this makes me sound like a hypocrite because I'll be critical of some of the other finishes across the show, but I thought this finish was yet again tremendous. I'm really enjoying these Judgment Day cheating finishes. Um, Especially because AJ Styles just thinks, Why is Ray doing that on the outside? Yeah. Like, in, in, if he's not seen it, so all he could have seen is, why are you getting involved with them? They're not in the match, Ray. Yeah. Just because he's your bloody son. Get your head in the game, Ray. Yeah. Like, it's this idea of, I use this phrase quite a bit, I suppose, but like plausible deniability. Like, you've just got, the characters just have to have just enough thread of logic as to why they're making a decision or not, as the case may be. And AJ has a right to be pissed off in the moment that his tag partner's not there, just as much as Ray has a right to have his head turned slightly by all this terrible stuff that's happening to his son. We talked recently about, um, it's in reference to AEW maybe not taking some of the big stakes seriously, such as like Billy Gunn's relationship with his sons and how that family feud was just for comedy, really. This is somehow both, I think. It's uh, it's action and comedy. Or, and if you include Ray Ripley, romance. It's all the big genres of... Uh, oh. Give it an Oscar. <laughs> if, it's got, if it's covering all them genres. But um, yeah, the Dominic, punch me in the face, dad. Punch me in the face, dad. Some weeks when Ray's got a chair... Hit me in the face with the chair, Dad. This sort of stuff I'm finding absolutely gripping. I love it. Because there's two things here. Number one, every week he doesn't do it is another week where Ray Mysterio's life just falls further apart. Like, now he's losing mates over it. Yeah. So, like, that's great. Number two, if and when he inevitably does it, right? Yeah. Followed by him basically, like, folded up into a corn cob and going, like, for the first ever time valid ever, oh, my God, why am I so violent looking to <laughs> yes. his hands moment of him, like, I've just clocked my kid. Like that, <laughs> the fans like, ah, you did it. And Raymond like, oh God, I did it. Yeah. And those two things colliding is just fantastic. Like I cannot wait for that payoff as much as I'm enjoying the journey to get there. And the fact that it's feeding into matches and it's costing them all this bother. Up my street, this. Yeah, like you say, it, it was, it became a tired trope throughout this match, throughout this show that uh, baddies cheat to win. Mm. But I love that, I'd rather Judgment Day cheat and bloody win at least. Yeah. And they, because they, they went through a series where they cheat, get caught, or it still wouldn't do anything, and they'd still lose. Yeah, it's understandable that AJ Styles, and it started to head that way, could yep. be, become a part of the Judgment Day community, right? <laughs> because post match, Styles like, What are you doing, Ray? And Ray's like, I'm sorry, bloody son. And he shoves him down. I also like the fact that, because, you know, had Ray just gone, I'm oh, sorry about that, see ya. Mm. But he. Shoves him down. He goes, all right, fine. See you later. Walks out and starts getting laid out by the judgment day because Ray's like, doo-doo-doo, back to the dressing room I go. And, yeah, I also really like the, the weirdness of being like, I'm your best mate, but you're saying that as you came in the red you're <laughs> Finn I'm your only friend here, AJ. <laughs> I'm your friend and you're running out of time. <laughs> the, the AJ element of this... Um, Obviously, yes, he could turn and he could have have it. He could explain that he's. I hate the sense beating into me. Finally, I understand that uh, it's a funny old world round here, and it took me a long time to understand that example. <laughs> but um, yeah, if if AJ was to join, that would be the rationale. If he doesn't join, 
then we start headed towards something that I think, you know, I want you to take your preemptive victory lap when we get to the edge segment later on because you've oh. already you've already put something out there into the ether and I think you're correct in the fact that this was solidified on this raw. Um, but the prospect of Ray, like, with hesitation, thinking, well, best join them if I'm going to, like, fix my... You know, CM Punk, when he was like, I can't change wrestling from my couch. I'm mm. going to have to change it from within the Evil Empire. I wonder if Ray thinks that about Dominic. And, like, he's I'm, I'm going to have to get myself a purple mask. Judgment Ray. Oh, my God. Whenever there's, like, a stupid idea that we talk about, it's always like, hmm, my, uh, my interest in this idea. And then some wordplay happens. I'm like, yeah, book it right now. <laughs> a pun, you say. Well, WrestleMania main event. WrestleMania main event. Judgment Day main event. See how that happens. Do you see how that happens? Are they going to bring back Judgment Day as a pay-per-view? Oh, my God. <laughs> Never mind sold out. That's what That's what I need. Been off war games. We're like going up the road. We're barking at the wrong tree trying to figure out who's in war games. Yeah. Who's in the Judgment Day? Everybody on the pay-per-view. It's like NWO sold out, but it's all black and purple. All, right. All from now on, all theme pay-per-views. Judgment Day. Uh, day oh. we the ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> First bloodline. Yes! So all matches are, like, they're not, it's not, you can't bleed anymore, but, like, the first person that comes out is in the bloodline. <laughs> uh, right, we're backstage with the beautiful Bobby Lashley looking like an absolute beast, and he's confronted by... Uh, Damage control your narrative. It's too far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've lost my place now, so I don't know who, um, uh, <laughs> who was a chatting to Bobby Lashley. Uh. Kevin Patrick! Um, talking about his dominant three-month title reign. Lashley's like, bloody hell, it's been three months already. Mm. Hey, nearly Christmas, Bobby. <laughs> anyway, he says, uh, the man makes the title, the title doesn't make the man. He talks about, he just reads out his Wikipedia. During, yeah. Whilst I've been here, mm-hmm. not as US champion, but as whilst I've been here, beating Drew, beat Roman, beat Brock, beat Seth, I want to face someone with the same desire that I've got. And there is Mustafa Ali. Mm. Yes, great to see him back on TV. He says, look, I've got all that same desire. I've been waiting in the back for someone to call my number. I'm tired of waiting. And uh, Lashley's like, good for you. He says, well, you keep working, and when you're ready, we'll go at it. Mustafa Ali's like, no, I think you can misunderstood me, not bad. <laughs> I want a fucking match right now. Uh, and he, Lashley's like, sorry, do you, you do know I'm Bobby Lashley, don't you? Fine. Let's, let's have a bare knuckle fight. Bare fight right now. Good. Like yeah. Mustafa Ali being back on telly. Like him being in this pissed off quite right, why don't I get my shot position? I like Bobby Lashley just being Bobby Lashley. Yeah, out of the blue is always going to have the same, you know, impromptu out of the blue. It's always going to be a problem. But they didn't, at very least, uh, make it as simple as... You can't, I don't know if you've been watching WWE, but you can't just talk yourself into a title. Well, you can talk yourself into a title match. But they're trying to backpedal from that a little bit. You can't talk yourself into a title match. You can talk yourself into trying to get one. And that, like, that is currently their new bar. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you continue to reset the bar or that's where they want the bar to stay in WWE because it's convenient and it can be... Just, like, the thing about contrivances, it means you can contrive to do things. So, like, that's, <laughs> that's why they quite like that contrivance. But, like, I took that at least as an attempt to walk back, like, just how stupid they can make their stories. Yeah. We'll see if that's contradicted within, like, two weeks. But who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then we go to another bit of the back where Sami Zayn is telling the funniest story ever, <laughs> according to Jimmy Uso. You had to be there, man. Because Solo Sokoa is just sort of... He's enjoying the story, but yeah. his face isn't telling you he's enjoying the story. And Jay Uso rocks up like... Oh, he's still there, is he? <laughs> uh, and he says, look, we should be taking care of business. And Jimmy's like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good story. <laughs> it's good, Chill out. it's good. But Zayn's like, that's right, guys. 
we need to put all these fools on notice. I love <laughs> the fact he becomes the tribal chief, effectively, yeah. when he's not there. Uh, and they, yeah, walk through the backstage, bump into the street profits. Um, and, uh, yeah, there is uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. And uh, Zane says, well, you better be ready to acknowledge your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, next week. And Montez Ford you, says, you can acknowledge these nuts <laughs> for me for that. Uh, but it doesn't quite say these nuts. Uh, because Angelo Dawkins stops him, uh, and they go, no, 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 keep talking. And then he reveals he's wearing a moon boot. Mm. Uh, so get well soon, Montez Ford. Uh, talks about shoving a foot up someone's ass. Yes. Um, and Dawkins gets into it with them, basically, with uh, with Jay, I think it was. Yeah. He's very grumpy, Jay Uso. He's, I don't know why he's so sad. Yeah. Things are so solid within the bloodline right now. Uh, I, cheer up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But, you know what? It's probably because you didn't hear all of Sammy's story. Exactly. Yeah, I hate you when you're like, what are you guys laughing about? Oh, oh it's no, worst. nothing worse, is it? Nothing worse. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> gets an Angelo Dawkins face and they say, that's not a bare knuckle fight as well then. Yeah. They've just done that. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. Creeping bad habits. Um, so we had another impromptu. Oh, we'll have a match then, shall we? Uh, set up in a backstage segment, which... Felt not that the Lashley Alley one felt fake as such because at least it was Ali basically trying to co op some of Lashley's TV time that he had planned with Kevin Patrick. But this was much of the old stuff that wouldn't you never let it fly in Vincent Man's WWE, just be used to seeing it. Yeah, so the Bloodline are a great act, but this was kind of rubbish. All of this, like it was all fine until it became time to setting up matches. Yeah, like why couldn't why couldn't they have just announced this online tonight? Solar Sakos in singles action against one half of the Street Profits, and then, like, they're kind of having to be held back a bit backstage, and Jay or Jimmy's like, well, I, I wouldn't get involved, man, test value, you, you know, you're carrying an injury, and that's, because and that was what this was for, was, yeah. it, was to do the, like, the small uh, reveal. And, uh, well, I suppose then you, exactly, if they're going to change their minds next week, or whatever it may be. Not an open challenge for the US title, but Bobby Lashley's championship contender open challenge. Yeah, just make it feel real. Because the match we got was great. Mm. Mustafa Ali, unsurprisingly, quite good. Quite good in the ring. Pass it on. Um, he's there with Bobby Lashley. Obviously, early on, Bobby Lashley is Bobby Lashley, so he mm. dominates. But Mustafa Ali, don't forget how, like what would have happened to him had he not been really unfortunate with injuries yeah. and stuff. So he slips out of a, a power slam attempt after getting hit with a delay vertical suplex. Super kicks Lashley. Tornado DDT sends Lashley to the outside, and Ali hits a suicide dive um, that sends Lashley into the announce table, but he blasts Ali as we go to a break. Uh, when we come back, Lashley's still in control, obviously. But Lashley gets knocked down. He's got one arm on the rope, and Ali sees his moment, and 450 splashes the arm, which looked ridiculous. Yeah, cool uh, idea, that as well. Yeah. Cool idea. Um, but Lashley's not human. Comes back with <laughs> a ch- uh, choke slam, basically using that arm. Uh, Ali kicks out, and Lashley's like, okay, fair enough, dominator. That's got it won. Nope. Mustafa Ali kicks out again. And uh, Lashley's like, come on, mate, stay down. And Ali's like, don't tell me what to do. Slaps the taste out of Lashley's mouth. And he goes, oh, okay then. So he uh, wrecks him, chucks him out of the ring, does that thing where he drives someone headfirst into the ring post and spins him around as he does it. Chucks him into the timekeeper's area. But Mustafa Ali is Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker all those years ago. He doesn't know when to stay down. He dives back in just to break the 10 count. Um, and Lashley goes, right, okay. 
You've asked for this. Spear, hurt lock, no submission from Ali. He passes out in the hold, but Lashley wins, as he should do. Um, afterwards, it looks like Lashley's going to have done the whole, he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. But before he can get there, Seth Rollins runs in and attacks him. Two curb stomps for uh, for Bobby Lashley, one of which onto the US title. And one more for Mustafa Ali on the outside as well, because Rollins is a dickhead. Yeah, I thought this was a tremendous bit of business. Best match of the night. Not the first time we said that about Bobby Lashley's US title run as well. A match that, um, and again, yet again, a Lashley sort of common denominator thing here. A match that actually felt worthy of the time it was given when Triple H tends to be a little bit indulgent on that front. This was, I'll take anything at the moment from WWE. This is where my bar gets lower. I'll take anything where the match feels like it's being wrestled by the wrestlers in it yes. rather than just them having to follow the playbook and follow the rules of a WWE TV match. This was absolutely that. And a fine example of it was as well. Like, really well worked. The I could have done with a little bit more of the arm towards the end by yeah. Lashley. Like, almost like you do the violent stuff towards him because you you suddenly become a one-armed man in an arse-kitting contest. And it's like, well, I can, even with one arm, I can still do all these terrible things to you. So maybe a little bit linger more on that because... They did a really good job for a while of being like, wow, maybe Ali can actually slay this beast. And then he kind of couldn't by yeah. the end. And it was like, oh, no, I shook it off. The booking, I find genuinely intriguing. I will give them some credit here. It's Rollins, Lashley for the belt next week. Oh. That's right, isn't it? Oh, my God. Or is it because what if Rollins was to get injured and a Mustafa Ali was to repeat the bit and be like, gives one more chance and then scores like the huge upset win? Yeah. Because like Seth's hurt and he can't compete after the fight pit. So like what and that's why you saw Seth attack Ali because that sends you down an avenue with them two after the fact. Good point, yeah. Maybe not. It's a bit of fantasy booking, but I thought that was interesting that you the timing of the announcement of the match and where it falls in like what's going to be happening to Seth at the at the premium yeah, live. Crap weekend, isn't it, for Seth? Well, yeah. Win or lose. Yeah. I mean, it could be great. He could beat his foe in the fight pit. I don't think that's going to happen, but no. he could beat his foe in the fight pit and by Monday night could be United States champion. In reality, he's going to get ragdolled by both of them. Yeah, he's going to take a beat, isn't he? Um, He'll probably do something to piss off DC as well whilst he's at it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we were talking on the preview yesterday of his, uh, you know, his gear has been unbelievable this year. Like the idea of him having some Rollins-inspired like fight shorts. Oh. For the fight pit or something like that. Something along those lines. So yeah, I, I, like, I like this, and I like the development of everybody involved with it as well. This was what I've come to expect as the norm from a Triple H Raw, mm. and maybe not what I got throughout the rest of the show. But this did bleed nicely into the next segment, because it wasn't just like, well, well, you know sometimes when they're like, yeah, and then they go to leave, and then there's just a bit where two people cross yeah. paths, and you're like, sorry, what? I know it's just my brain doesn't work like that. I know arguably they're in kayfabe waiting at backstage going, well, if they're just leaving, I'll just go out there. Yeah. But it always feels a bit like, huh? Oh, it, it, it breaks the immersion quite badly, doesn't it? But it made sense because Seth Rollins pissed off that he couldn't do the curb stomp on Lashley the other week because mm-hmm. he's too strong. And he's like, oh, too strong, are you? What happens if I just jump you? And do it anyway. <laughs> um, so anyway, Rollins is out there putting over the fight pit, uh, putting himself over, of course. Uh, there's a video package that makes the fight pit look oh my God. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, highlights and shots of Timothy Thatcher and Champer and Riddle and all that. Both reviews of those fight pits are kicking around in our archives. Yeah. Like Conrad thing we should be able to say. I like, go back and listen to those reviews in our archives. I bet we were full of praise them then because I remember liking them both. Yeah, they were sort of the, the, what, the diamond in the rough of yeah, latter-day NXT. Um, Riddle comes out, he's had enough, and he's like, sorry, did you call yourself the king of the fight pit? You've <laughs> yeah. literally never been in this match. 
Um, and there was a there was a rule instigated, which I did like because they're going to kill each other on Saturday. Mm, no yes. contact, no contact. Good you can't touch each other. Um, and uh, Riddle had a nice line where he said, "Don't worry, I'm not going to put any more stitches on your face." That's going to get opened up on Saturday, yeah. and they're going to go. Oh yeah, no, that's not blading or intentional. But you get <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah, don't please don't heal by Saturday, basically. Oh yeah, that's they're, what they'll be hoping. They're going to be like, take it off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, he said, I'm not just going to beat you. I'm going to kill you. Which I was like, well, <laughs> no, you're not. But yeah, don't have a promise. Um, he said, I'm Daniel Cormier is going to have to pull me away as I. Beat your lifeless body, and everyone's going to be singing, bro, oh, bro, which only Riddle can get that over for me. I retract my earlier praise of wordplay and puns. <laughs> and uh, and he said, and Rollins said, uh, well, actually, Daniel Cormier is going to be on my side. I'll bet he's not. Mm. I'll bet he's got more respect to the guy who used to fight in MMA and UFC like he did. Yeah. Um, and then Rollins goes back to the well, doesn't he? Of, oh, what's wrong? Can't see your kids. Oh, you need to win because you need to pay your child support. And Riddle's like, oh, that's, good. that's a good zing at that. What would I do? Your breath stinks. Uh, and Riddle, I like the fact that Riddle didn't go, uh, no, he doesn't. He just went, ah. He really went off the rails, this whole thing. Uh, but Riddle fires back and says, when was the last time you held the title? He says, oh, yeah, I remember you getting choked out by Roman Reigns. And uh, I remember that time you main event in WrestleMania. Oh, wait, no, you didn't. Your wife did. And I was thinking, well... Well, he did as well. I mean, I know he wasn't booked. And, like, and again, like, we need to get away from this. It's like, oh, no, it wasn't you. It was your wife. Ooh. Seth Rollins, real-life person. I oh, know, it's class, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love my wife. I was so happy for her. <laughs> so they argue. Good one. Uh, and DC appears on the screen uh, and says, cut it out, you two. Uh, hypes up the match for Saturday. Tells him to train hard, but train smart. Mm. Good advice to live by that. That's what I do. If I was in the fight bit. He clean trained dirty me, mate. <laughs> uh, and Rollins, one final act of like, yeah, knocks Riddle's hat off and he just goes, I don't care, and poses on the thing. It went all over the shop, this. It did, it did. Uh, I thought DC was pretty good. Um, limited time and quality of message, notwithstanding. Like, he got his point across quite well. He was he was featured without becoming the feature, which yes. I think is important, like, so soon. To, they, we've invested heavily in a feud, and WWE sometimes gets a celebrity involved. Yeah. Like, flashes a bit of knickers like the, uh, WWE, and then all of a sudden it's like, I forget about you wrestlers. Like, it's all about, you know, the referee. Yeah, and it's like, not like they've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example. No, and I, I saw, like, it was the right use of him. I didn't like the promo back and forth. This is a, this for me was the perfect example of something that has already hit its peak and they've been kind of spinning the wheels ever since. Were well, the first time, if you remember, was it Cormier? Is that why this is all ties together? When they did this half and half screen, mm-hmm. I don't know my UFC fighters. And I remember you telling me this was a, a lift of two. Was it? Was he Him and John Jones. Right. So, there we, so that, like, all of a sudden this has got better LTST than I was originally giving it credit for. So when they did that thing with the split screen and, like, Riddle absolutely lost it and it had something that continued through the commercial break, like, Oh, that's the perfect way to deliver these lines. Seth's thinking the camera's off, and he's like, "Right now, I'm gonna really gonna be a prick." Like at this point, it's bec- you kind of made pantomime out of something that once felt quite real. Mm. And I just, I, I, the comebacks were lousy. Like there, there was no meter to any of this. It wasn't sort of like remember the classic, classic CM Punk M Jeff exchange where it was like it's such a graduating thing. Like how, like how well, how high can they go? But really, how low can yeah. they go? And they're still doing it. This was the total opposite of that. I was like, bah, 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 bah. like there, just said that about your kids. Just that about your breath. 
just not like WrestleMania, just that about your wife. Like, child support's pretty expensive, knocking off your head. Like, it was just everywhere. Yeah. Like, just an explosion of lines that didn't feel like they were delivered in the right order or with the right tone or cadence. So I wasn't into this. Get me to the fight pit. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, then Candice LeRae is walking through the back, um, and uh, she walks by Belair, Asuka, Alexa Bliss. She gets a wish-look in her match. Never mind all that, though. There's a QR code on the screen. It's a fiend, fiend, have seen the fiend he's back fiend's back we've got less than a week he's in the uh, he's in the main event we'll do this bit of the fiend we'll do this we'll do this bit of the main event we'll do this bit of the fiend now because uh, it doesn't feature later on later on Corey Graves holds up a QR code I'm assuming it's the same QR code as the one that flashed up here and uh, in the crowd you can see uh, somebody applying a fiend mask and then they're there wearing the fiend mask for the remainder of the segment it's great isn't it it's great more brave stuff um, uh, today is not the podcast because I simply haven't Joined the Twitter sleuths in like collecting all the details, but it, there's some sort of painting. What was the interesting takeaways from this one that I liked? So the coordinates the binary code spells Gacy. Gacy. So now we've had a Gacy, we've had a Corbin, we've had a Elish Black, we've had demon. Uh, the demon, we've had Karen Cross, of course. So there's all these, which are probably all red, Wade Rabbit herrings. Uh. Um, white Rabbit always leads to another White Rabbit, blah blah blah, because you're following the White Rabbit, presumably to extreme rules, which is what the coordinates of this particular. Numbers thing brought you Wells to... Wells Fargo Centre. In Philadelphia. In Philly! Uh, so that's all pointed towards Extreme Rules being the destination, which is what we thought from the Lantern Tees weeks ago. This is, right, I'll... I'll say to put a finer point on it, but we'll probably talk about it about six more times between now and Saturday. It, I, at this point, don't think it matters how stupid you think this stuff is. Right, they've absolutely done the work. Have you seen, Wilborn, you've been off. Have you seen that uh, the podcast where those guys rang White Rabbit Records? No. It's great, man. They ring the three of them together. But imagine me, you and Sidge, like, uh, on a sleepover and playing Dreamphone. <laughs> like, you're going to ring your crush? Yeah, who's your crush? White Rabbit Records. Oh, ring your crush. Is he dialing? He dialing? Right, so they ring, they ring White Rabbit Records. And it's like, boop, boop. 
And then they go, feed your head. And the person at the other end at White Rabbit Records goes, let him in. And then hangs up. And they go, oh! and they go, oh, you crush answered. Hang up, hang up, hang up. So like all that sort of people have had a blast with this, right? And the only thing I can compare it to, I've used a comparison before on other podcasts that this is like spooky goo, CM Punk, isn't it? Mm. That's what it is. Like it's like spooky goo. But like he's wearing a cookie monster t-shirt. It's like spend 15 minutes reading a QR code and learning what core learn a new language and understand the latest Bray Wyatt tees. Well, I will do that, but I will not Google who Bandido is. <laughs> Thank you very much. But it's that. It's a speak CM Punk thing. I will remember for the rest of my life how I felt when CM Punk came back. And for millions and millions of Veen fans, they're about to have that moment. Yeah. Who am I to, like, take a dump on that? Because that is what's happening. The WWE have told you, without telling you, it's Bray, mate. It's Bray. Bray's coming back. And if you're a Bray guy, and we know there's loads of them, like, they're going to just sit there, proverbial or literal dick in hand through Extreme Rules. So... Extreme Rules on Saturday, obviously. Yeah. I'm not only am I at a wedding mm. on Saturday, I'm the best man for the first time ever. Oh my god. What's the protocol with telling everyone to shut up at midnight and putting the WWE network on? Uh if I was you, I would actually um in the middle of your speech hold up one of your cue cards and have a QR code <gasps> on the back. And what what you're doing there, right? So you have a QR code, you're doing it, you've got one of your zingers lined up. But at this point, there's a wrestling fan sat uh having his dinner so and the groom is a wrestling fan. So you hold the QR code, this particular zinger that you're going to get on your, your groom to him, and all of a sudden he's not going to be affected by the joke. He's not going to be paying any attention to his wife anymore because <laughs> he's going to get his phone out and point at you, right? And then all of a sudden, what you've noticed at this point is how everybody sat there stopping that was listening to your speech and now just holding their phone up, fireflies. <laughs> and then you kind of like, you give somebody the eyeball who's got the sound system and they play White Rabbit, and the bride's like, why the f did you bring him to this wedding? I knew this would fucking happen. I told you not to make fucking Wilborn the best fucking man. And they get to have their first row. And he's like, uh, <laughs> First row, happily married, first row. And he's like, Appreciate this, Wilbs. You timed out the row perfect. It's like midnight, one in the morning is where I should be. Got a late license. Sealing the yeah. deal, as it were, as a, as a new married couple. But we've fallen out, so now I can sit and watch Extreme Rules with you in the hotel bar. <laughs> in the hotel bar. The hotel bar. And it's like my plan worked to perfection. Extreme Plus. <laughs> With your wife. No, uh, everyone's buzzing. Like, ev yeah, it's great. Buzzing for the fiend. Like, if you're a fiend guy, it's your weekend. Yeah. Enjoy your moment. Enjoy your moment. Um, And uh, if you're the miss, enjoy your life while it lasts. Because <laughs> next week, he's got his birthday celebration. Perfect. He's got his big birthday celebration. Dex Loomis is going to kill him. Yeah, let's get on with this. What's going he's on? He's on a phone to Marie saying, birthday next week. Bread comes, bread comes, bread What comes. can possibly go wrong? Yeah. Wakey, wakey. It's my birthday. <laughs> Don't invite Dexter. I did like Dexter just appearing behind the door and trying to grab him and miss him. <laughs> getting away early on. Later on, he got choked out and was just found by Johnny Gargano. Oh, man. I'm still into this, man. I am buzzing for next week, Raw. I'm just going to put my hands up now. Like, Gargano versus Theory is going to bang. U.S. Championship match, the excellent in the box, mm -hmm. uh, and the bloodline's going to be there. So that means it's going to be the best show of the week. Plus, for Miz's birthday, why wasn't that mentioned on the big, big preview of the the Raw? Funniest hijack ever, by the way, isn't it? Like, if, if indeed there is a hijack, this will be an interesting temperature gauge of um, is WWE just at the moment like the hot babyface brand, or as AW gaining just enough muscle back that a bunch of people are going to be going like, Daddy S, Daddy S, and WWE have got to get the sensors in in advance to stop the stop the DX segment getting daddy assed, or people wanting to scissor. Like, what are they going to try and do? Remember when he spat his dummy out at the Hall of Fame? When 
he, like, he held up the two sweet and everybody started going, woo, woo. And obviously, that's no good anymore. But, like, it was like, I don't like that thing. I don't get what you do. It's different than what I did. That's nothing. What we did was cool. Like, mate, Bullet Club's, like, the hottest thing in the world. It's just started a wrestling company that's going to, like, beat your pet project into the mud. <laughs> like, yeah. What we did was cool 20 years ago. <laughs> I'd rather a daddy ass chant than a what chant, to be honest, in 2022. Unless yeah. Stone Cold's involved. I'll take that. Uh, right, then we got Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Um, and it's just great to see uh, Candice LeRae back in a mm. wrestling ring, to be perfectly honest. And working with Dakota Kai is just really exciting, especially with the potential for, like I say, for, for war games involvement, et cetera, et cetera. And that is why I kind of gave the result of this match a pass despite the fact I was not best pleased that Candice LeRae is already losing on the main roster. Yeah, I, I, like, I like this enough by the end. It took a, a little while to get going, mm. in truth. Um, and I'm not going to be bothered by the result, because I'm with you. I think Candice LeRae has been brought in, like, there's a lot of issues with the women's divisions on Raw and SmackDown at present. And ultimately, not everyone can win every single week. And Damage Cattarol are a heavily, heavily pushed and focused upon act. So whether or not, you, you know, you can absolutely have the argument that this wasn't the week for Candice LeRae to lose... Uh, but the fact that she's lost already seems to suggest to me that that's, there's a focus to that. Like, this is not... I don't think... I'll, look, I'll be proved wrong if in six to eight weeks she's doomed. This is not carrying cross falling to Jeff Hardy. No, this no, is no, not Because no, no, this no. is not no. that WWE. No, exactly. These things happen with purpose and with reason. And, and with, uh, what would you think if you're Tony Khan watching this? Two women's matches, one of which is their main event, and a segment for a contract signing, not all joined up. What's going on? Don't do this. Don't do this. Watch and learn, Tony. Don't do this. Give me 11 minutes. Look at that. Double figures for a women's Hey, person. hey, man. Hey, man. They started a revolution. They said so. And that's never happened before and been said so in almost the exact same way. And hey, hey, that revolution is definitely not starting with all the women randomly being put into assortments of threes to a wrestler. Tree. Hey, you stop that. Poor Nyla Rose again. Oh, uh, we haven't got anyone. Nyla Rose. Yeah, Nyla Rose getting Nyla Rose is kind of starting to suck. Anyway, uh, Dakota Kai versus Candice Ray. I love Dakota Kai's Scorpion Kick. It's one mm-hmm. of my favourite moves in wrestling. It looks great. She takes control with it uh, after the break. Hits uh, kicks to the head. Does that weird route that she takes to run, do the running corner kick. Yeah. Uh, but that allows Larray to recover, and she boots her herself. They battle on the turnbuckles, and then uh, Candice Ray has she still got it? Oh, middle rope German suplex. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Um, and it looks like Candice Ray's got the match one. She has, basically. But, of course, Sky distracts the referee. Damage Katara used the numbers game. Sky, Sky takes the referee. Bailey trips Larray off the middle rope. And Kai rolls her up for the one, two, three. Yeah, it does feel like you are building now Candice Larray's case for a war games. I am starting to wonder if... I've worked myself already into a shoot that she's going to want this war games, that she's going to be the one to call for it. So she, like, she's lost here. But Triple H will be having a lose with something else in mind. And I wonder if she's going to actually captain the team of baby Whoa. faces. I know that like Bianca Belair is a champion. So it's, you, have to, you have to, it's tricky there, if, assuming that she's still got the belt after Extreme Rules. Yeah, how you play with that is, is difficult. But I wonder if she'll do the old, like, nobody knows that winning this cage better than me and these desperate need taken down. Because that will feel more real than just continue to insist that Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka are just like best mates. Yes. Because it's never really felt that real. It's just like they're kind of coming together as odds and sods to try and tackle the stable. Mm-hmm. So maybe this starts that off. I don't know. Uh, so Johnny Gargano is walking through the back, and we see, yeah, Dexter Loomis with a knocked out Miz. Gargano doubles back. Loomis is gone. Miz gets woken up. Yeah. Gets woken up, uh, holding a drawing of himself with Dexter <laughs> Loomis. I think it all's going to be revealed next week. I'm excited for this. I'm still into it. Yeah, I'll take a payoff. I'd like a payoff at this point, so why not? 
Uh, Sarah Schreiber chats with Bailey, like brags about Dakota Kai's win. Uh, and she says, uh, I'm going to do Bianca Belair a bit of a favour. It's just going to be me and you for that contract signing. But just remember, this is what you asked for. Uh, we get a great video uh, following this. So it was a nice moment, sorry, I should mention, for the late Antonio Inoki mm-hmm. um, after that. And then we got a great video, Chad Gable, <laughs> talking about his history with Braun Strowman, saying how good he is, how he can make him trip up, <laughs> uh, and saying, I trained you, Strowman. And I'm ready for you. Tremendous this, you know. Um, I, or this sort of thing. Well, I didn't know of this NXT, well, why would I? Of this NXT Largo Loop relationship the two had cooked up all them years ago. Um, he's Triple H is borrowing here from one of like the best devices Tony Khan has made great use of. He's attempted over the years, in AW's three years, to make this the destination of pro wrestling. Daniel, obviously... You know, Brian Danielson can acknowledge that he was in the main event of WrestleMania. You have to be difficult. Like, it's tricky with WWE, like, licensed terms and stuff. But ultimately, if you've wrestled, if you've won a world title in WWE, they're going to say that you're an ex-world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the dest- he's tried to make AEW the destination of all pro wrestling and not just pick one side of history. And what's great is, is that a bunch of wrestlers have wrestled each other a million times and then everybody went off in different directions and then you bring them back together and a bunch of wrestling fans on Twitter... Well, like nerds like me and Sidgwick will either be like, here, did you know that da 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 Or AW will like drop a little video like on a road to or something like that. It's really cool. It, like immediately, you don't need weeks of exposition and TV time to say there is, you know, you know, human beings have existed in each other's space <laughs> once before. So I'm all for like more of this. This is like, like let this be the start of like a good pattern of how to use some of your wrestlers. You can't do it all the time because of course some wrestlers have been involved in situations with one. Like we had this just last week, didn't we? Seth and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, sorry about the I think we're just having a regular competitive <laughs> match. There are some things where things have gone too far because it's wrestling, but this is an example of how we get it just right. Yeah, and I really liked, obviously, as a fan of wordplay and that sort of thing, the establishment of Master versus Monster. <laughs> Very nice. Very good, good good alliteration. Uh, but before that, we got Otis versus Johnny Gargano. Skip, I am out of patience, as my esteemed colleague, wherever he is today, is as well, with Johnny Gargano. Like, charmless garbage that is not working and is not a characteristic that he's wearing well. And not smart. Why did you get involved with theory? He, wasn't, he was being a dickhead on commentary, but he wasn't physically involving himself in the match. You clobbered him, then he twatted him with a brief, briefcase and cost him the match. Had it coming. Like, like there will always be an issue. With, until WWE can prove that, like, nine times out of ten they know how to book baby faces, there is still a core issue how what yeah. they believe the qualities of a good person to be. Uh, Otis won with the world's strongest slam. Enough of all that, though. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling-related. The five-star review review. Nailed it! I haven't got a noise and I never will. <laughs> well, this week's five-star review review is brought to you by N Good Nye. If you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review, uh, all you need to do is suggest that um, on, I was about to say on Twitter for a split second there. No, hmm. by subscribing to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. Um, or you can do it on Spotify and just email me your review. Yeah. Adam.Wilborn at whatculture.com. Uh, but I should say this week's review is actually brought to you by Nick, who uh, left this. He writes, uh, Hello, legends. My name is Nick, and I've been listening to the podcast for about a year now. I got back into w- watching wrestling when someone from where I grew up became a big name in WWE. Ooh. I grew up in the Quad Cities. 
It is four cities in Illinois and Iowa along the Mississippi River and home... I love American stuff so much. Oh, every The quad cities, Mississippi River. Quad cities. Iowa being more than just a Slipknot album. God, I love America. It is the home of... Seth Rollins. Yeah, Davenport, Iowa. Seth has his wrestling academy, Black and Brave Wrestling Academy, in Davenport, Iowa. Mm, Uh, I've been training to run the Chicago Marathon on October (gasps) 9th. Wow. Nick, best of luck with that. Uh, And I appreciate hearing about your experiences with the Great North Run. It's basically the same, isn't it? I mean, you know what? What Nick is going to do is what me and you did combined. Exactly. So, yes. Uh, The podcasts have been great for my training runs, helping me to relax, zone out, and quite often laugh through the runs. (laughs) You must look like a crazy person, Nick, running around going, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. Yeah, pick your Willborn moments when you're doing that run because I need to control my breathing. And so if if you've, look, if you're getting to the, like I've done marathons before when I was a younger and fitter man, if you're getting to mile 22 and you hear that door open for stacks, (laughs) skip, move that, like you do not need that when you're starting to hit the wall, mate. Like, like, that guy's got some jokes. I don't know if you notice this. He's always got one up his sleeve. <laughs> and the last thing you need when you go through those hard yards is for your breathing to get knocked sideways by a knock-knock joke from the man himself. <laughs> uh, for a five-star review review, I would love it if you could review a god-awful Raw segment from the first live show I went to in May of 2010 in the Quad Cities. Please, re- please, please review... The Divas Red Carpet Dress to Impress oh, Battle Royal, God. Uh, which will, I'm sure, have Wilborn saying, Oh, my God. Uh, it must have been a god-awful show since that was the last show I had I went to until December of 2021. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine, like, your customer ascension is so poor. It's like, yeah, loved it. And then, bang, 11 years later, I was right back there. <laughs> Now I've seen in person Roman Superpunch Paul Heyman at SmackDown, Kevin Owens cosplay as Stone Cold on Raw, the Forbidden Door be opened at the United Center, and the 2022 All Out Dynamite. And this is Rampage, baby. <laughs> Thank you, gents. Keep up with the great work, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Have an awesome time in the uh, Chicago Marathon. CM Punk, I believe, ran the Chicago Marathon once, and he did what I had to do in the Great North Run, and that is race to one of the nearest toilets and take a shit halfway through. <laughs> um, so if that happens to you on the day, Nick, know that you are in the company of one of your fellow Chicagoans, one of the most famous ones. Great lineup of shows as well. Um, I love Chicago, so I love a lot about this email. Other than your goddamn request, mate, because when Wilborn sent the video through this morning, I was just appalled by the very time. Such a long and arduous way around Vince McMahon getting some bloody women out there in dresses for his own kinks. What was it called again? The It was, and I, I apologise to Nick because I've messed this up. It was the April 2010 episode of Monday Night Raw because the weird dates. I got Because okay. Americans don't know how to yeah. do it. Um, <clears throat> it, was, it was the... Oh, here, on this, because I've got the whole card from this Raw, if you want to see it. Oh, Christ, yeah. Yes, please, go on then. It was called the Divas Red Carpet Dress to Impress Battle Royal. Why? Women get, winner gets a shot of the Divas title. Yeah. Uh, which was held by Maurice. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, but do you know what? I'll, I'll have a pen. I want to know what? <laughs> I'll drop my, drop my water bottle. Do you know what else happened on this show? Well, we, uh, April 2010. April 2010. The iWireless Center in... Moline, Illinois. See, where I struggle with this is trying to work out line which side of WrestleMania it falls for my, like, stupid idiot brain. So, oh, yeah. Because April, tw- so the WrestleMania, that was WrestleMania 26. Um, 
So if you could tell me if it was before or after, we can have some fun with a bit I'll of a guessing a game. We look because uh, it was about two weeks after. Two, yeah. So like all the big stars of Shawn Michaels has just retired. Uh, Triple H has just been knocked sideways by Sheamus out of action for a bit. See, all the stars are getting gone. Um, oh yeah. So you'll notice that, which I did sort of think because I thought like a, a Divas title match getting set up in a battle royal feels very post WrestleMania. Go on, then hit us with there. Uh, oh, hang on, then was there. Uh, no, it was 27. I was going to say, it was, so was Seamus on this card? He was. Keeping busy. This is pre, uh, pre-Nexus, pre smashing up the show in the summer. So this is a real hinterland of anything being entertaining. Uh, John Cena was the WWE champion, so he must have been kicking around. He must have been setting, was he setting something up with Batista? Yeah, I'm confused by this. So on this card that I've got here... Uh, Sheamus beat Kofi Kingston inside three minutes. Of course he did. We had this Divas Battle Royal that I mm. won't spoil the result of. <laughs> Big Show and The Miz defeated Batista and John Cena by countout to retain the unified tag team titles. So that was Show Miz against partners that can't coexist because they're fighting for the title at the next pay-per-view. Right. Uh, Ted DiBiase defeated Christian. Oh, God. Sorry, Ted DiBiase Jr., not yeah. Ted DiBiase. This might have been around the time that he picked up Virgil as a manager, ever so briefly. Ah. Because he'd eventually replace Virgil with Maurice. Yes. So it could be... I, I might be a year out with that sort of timeline, but this... So he's just... For Ted DiBiase context, him and Cody have broke away from Randy Orton. Yeah. There's been a triple threat that Orton has won, put them both in the boxes. Ted DiBiase's floundering on Raw, Cody would go at SmackDown and be dashing. That's, right. That's, that's what they're up to. Uh, Randy Orton defeated Jack Swagger. Yeah, he walked. Hang on. Jack Swagger, the world heavyweight champion? No, I think uh, Jericho was... Oh, maybe... Uh, so is he just beating the champion to, yes. set, to set up their pay-per-view title match? I was about to say, yeah, no, Jericho's yeah. the champion because I just looked at Mania, but Randy that was Orton obviously... Randy Orton was slithering around with that wrist tape looking like a frigging... The eel. He's got I, more like an eel than a viper. I assume this is the main event. The Big Show and The Miz... Back out there. ...defeated John Cena and David Otunga to retain the tag title. What? I think David Otunga was the guest host. What? Oh, maybe. I, mm, hang on. Otunga... So this is pre-Nexus beatdown, which means he was in like an NXT rookie... It was maybe that would be a dark match. That'll be a dark match, and he'll have been given like, "Hey, we got one of the NXT rookies in the house tonight," and they'll have like an opportunity. Did he win a contest on NXT to fight with Cena? No idea what's going on here. <laughs> well, well, do you know what it is? We sound like Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler commentating on this match, don't we? As a segue, if you need one. What is this? Sorry, I'm just reading this. I'm trying to. Find, I'm desperate to find out what this. Oh, maybe it was May. Four, five. Five. Fifth of, uh, it's the 5th of April. That's why yeah. I got confused. Dates are weird. No, it was. Yeah. It was, a couple of weeks it, well, the main event was yeah. the tag titles. All right. Or maybe Otunga must have won a contest on NXT to get a shot with Cena or something. Oh, Otunga betrayed Cena. Jumped yeah. off the apron and went, eh. eh. Why the... F- anyway, I don't care. Why am I even bothering with this? After the match, Batista run down, hits Cena with the Batista bomb. Yeah. That had to be one of the deadest crowds for the opening of Raw in quite some time, <laughs> says the uh, Raw Thoughts of uh, WrestleView.com, I think it is here. Oh, yeah. Anyway, right. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. This, Best to impress, Divas Battle Royal. So, um, <laughs> Maurice is on commentary. I watched the WWE version of this. I'm not watching the extended. I 
it's four and a half minutes and it's awful. Mm. So first out is Katie Lee Birchall. Yeah. Remember her? She tried to sleep with her brother. Yeah. It's uh, that was doomed from the first segment, even when they tried to scale it back one week later. <laughs> it was like, no, oh, damage is done. That's going to kill your whole career. Um, she's wearing a black dress, from what I remember. Oh, God, are we going to do it like this? Do we? If they've dressed to impress, do we have to now be like fashion analysts for the benefit of this yeah. review? I ain't got this in me. Um, Marie says, let me clarify something. Uh, no close-up for this. She shops at Goodwill for short. It yeah. was quite good at roasting. She had like a line of zingers, didn't she? Yeah, it was a roasting sort of Bella thing. Twins come out. Yeah. They're in lovely red gowns. She said, like I said, normally on the red carpet you wear Dior. They look like Walmart and Kmart. Sales rack. Sales rack at the end there. Like that. The king reveals he's wearing Walmart. Why am I not surprised by that? Yeah. And the final entrant, there are people in the ring, by the way. It's not, <laughs> it's not a four-woman battle royal. The final entrant is Eve Torres, which Michael Cole goes... Oh, wow. <laughs> but Marie says, by far the worst of the night. She probably borrowed that dress from her grandma's closet. You know what, Eve? The fashion police called, and they want you on the show called What Not to Wear. She'll do fabulous. I, I think I'd stick the landing there. I think Maurice is trying to suggest, uh, go with me here, that Eve Torres looks like a piece of <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if, that, if I got the salty there. Very, yeah, ambiguous. <laughs> so it already in the ring, I should yeah. point out. <sighs> Poor Gail Kim. Gail Kim. She deserves so much more. I don't know why. We say this every time she's in one of these goddamn ma- matches or segments. We've reviewed the one where she eliminated herself from one of these segments to get out of the deal, yeah. Gail Kim. Yeah. Rosa Mendez. Jillian. Mm-hmm. Kelly Kelly. And of course, Alicia Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the match starts. Rosa Mendez runs at the Bella Twins, who duck, and Rosa Mendez just jumps out of the ring, basically. <laughs> Immediately gets eliminated. Um, and then, they because it's the Divas, mm-hmm. and God forbid they try and take any bumps, they can just... If you leave the ring, you're out, basically. Yep. Top rope, bottom rope, don't matter. So Kaylee Birchall just chucks one of the Bellas down, kicks her once, and the Bella just rolls out of the ring. Yeah. Um, this was... Was it the Bella elimination or the Rose elimination? Where, like... Jerry Lawler sounded like shoot aggrieved, legitimately furious. Yeah, it was this bit. Where like Michael Cole, sorry, did you have, was this the next elimination? No, I think it was around here though. Okay, I, was gonna, I didn't want to tread on your toes. Michael Cole saying like, oh, remind, doing the reminder, you know, you can leave the ring anywhere you want. Lawler, as, as deadpan as he's ever been in his whole career. Ah, oh, they get eliminated by going over the top rope. I thought it was by ripping each other's clothes off. It was like he was- 2010? It was like he was about to throw his headset down and storm off, wasn't it? Like- not done any prep, no no surprise there. But as if he's like, well, hang on, I've sat over my arms full. The least I can do is tear each other's dresses off. What do you expect from me? They've got a whole checks watch. Four minutes of this <laughs> show. Uh, Alicia Fox kicks the other Bella. She just goes out as well. They wanted none of this, did the Nicky and Brie? Right, uh, only giving us 10 seconds. We're going to be off camera as quick as possible. Uh, Maurice is talking about peacocks. Mm-hmm. Long-term storytelling because of the streaming service. <laughs> network buyout, that's what she was foreshadowing. Uh and if you picked up, but uh, Maurice kind of suggested that the network was going to be invented and then sold several years later. She was also kind of foreshadowing streaming as we know it and the uh, changing landscape of network television in America. But uh, I guess you guys don't want to pick out the details. Mm, okay. But if Kenny Omega, Omega does it. <laughs> uh, Gail Kim, surprise, surprise, does the best bit of wrestling in this match. Her and Kaylee so Birch work really it, nicely yeah. and they do the bit on the apron. She like she slid. Really athletically, like, she did the avoid thing where you slide your whole body through the middle and top rope. It's like, oh, you're in a ball gown, mate. 
And she does, and she does the like, what's it called, like the heat seeker? I think yeah. it is uh-huh. to Kate Lee Burchell to get her on the apron, which looks great. Not a mention of this by the commentary team, by the way. Goodness no. Not even like, oh, bit of danger there for uh, Kaylee Burchill, Gail Kim in control. Nothing. They are. I don't know what they're talking about at this point, but it's repeating a take from the last frigging water fight a month ago, whenever it was. But like, like not a mention ever of the danger. Like they're in frigging ball dresses. It's yeah. like it, a lot of this looks really dangerous. Rewind it if you're watching this. Rewind it and just watch as I think it's Eve's making her entrance. How difficult the Bella Twins find it to get into the ring. <laughs> they are both doing the whole, you know, they hold the ropes open. Yeah, for, yeah. They're both doing it for each other because they're ball gowns and they don't know how they're going to get in the ring. Mm-hmm. Got work in that. Yeah, Got go work. and wrestle in that now, yeah. Grab a hold. Change my, change my mind. Good good for the Bella Twins. Just get out of there. <laughs> what a load of bollocks. And then, uh, yeah, they're doing this great bit of work, Birchall and, and Gail Kim. And uh, and then Kelly Kelly just drop kicks and sort of drop kicks drop kicks near them yeah. and they both fall out of the ring. Gusta wind elimination, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Maurice on commentary suddenly starts talking French. Oh my God. I mean, uh, sorry. Oh, teach for moment, teach for moment. Just to advise people to learn another language. God obviously. damn it, man! Um, I knew that Vic Joseph put was a bad idea. I knew it the first time he pressed it. I was like, this does not end well. Kelly Kelly does a tilt whirl head scissors on Alicia Fawkes, and you think, well, that's her in control. Now Jillian just picks her up and chucks her out straight away. Yeah. And when I say her, I don't mean Alicia Fox, who just took the move. I mean Kelly Kelly. This was <laughs> and a- Maurice goes, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Good line for Maurice, that, because Kelly Kelly as well, like, and she did this whenever she comes back, doesn't she, as well? Like, her bit, like, she's Kelly Kelly, like, her bit is the... Like screaming and like she'll just force a will getting over thing and if she like spin me around keep spinning around are they cheering yet nope <laughs> but it looks all the stupider when you just immediately pied seconds later what a waste of everybody's in time <laughs> so it's down to Eve Torres yeah Jillian yeah Alicia Fox. Yeah. Who? I've watched a lot of battle royals in my time. Who, uh, who's good? Considering two of these women were already in the ring when this <laughs> match started. Who? Uh, who's your money on? Anyway, uh, Gillian and Alicia Fox team up. When that, when's that ever ended badly? Never. Um, and uh, I'm going to pass this one to you because they're talking on commentary, not about the match, about how to say Maurice's name. Oh, God. I mean, this is... We have a laugh on this, obviously. Like, I was left questioning, well, A, is this racist? Because even if it's not, B, it's just horrifically ignorant. And the manner in which this ignorance is just frittered away as the match continues is disgraceful. So Maurice is like... Well, for the want of a better phrase, sick of this <laughs> Like, <laughs> sick of this merd. And uh, nice. he's like sort of saying, you're not even saying my name right, you absolute clowns, you stupid pervert clowns that like, I got my years right? No, in a year's time, we're going to be fighting at WrestleMania. Um, I just go like, it's 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 Marie's, right? Marie's. That's what she asks for, Marie's. And uh, one of them, you can't tell the voices at this point, one of them kind of like makes a half-assed attempt, like, Marie's. And then the other one, Seems to either A, mock their attempt, or B, mock her asking to have a name pronounced properly and goes, <laughs> like, honestly, I'd get more respect out of, like, one of my kids repeating back to me, like a stupid dad thing you yeah. say. Like, you know, there's water in the taps. We've got this at home. Marie's. It's my name. Marie's. Oh, I'm sorry, your majesty. It's <laughs> your crown, your majesty. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Appalling. Uh, Marie says on commentary then, I'm enjoying this right now. I don't think you are. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Right? Steve Austin ringside with uh, G- 
Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, height of the attitude era. And uh, he says, yeah, that's it. Get my name right. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Champion? What happened? Yeah, what happens there? He's got the world title over his shoulder and he's the toughest SOB. <laughs> he's dead. Like, he's getting Sunday yeah. eight times. Like, Marisa just there. Oh, yeah, of course, I'm a woman holding a butterfly. Guess that's my job. So, uh, Fox gets posted. Sorry, did you see somebody? Was it even? It might have been. A, it might have been a wrestler. To be fair, but somebody tweeted like, uh, like Divas, Divas. There's always somebody in the Divas that bring it back. Actually, oh, for f- I know, right? I know. And uh, I think it was getting a few gentle retweets from like women. That, there's no shame that they held a belt, by the way. I think yeah. AJ Lee stands up for a Divas title reign, but I think about that belt itself represents right. And uh, I think like, bring it back. Actually, I think it was working. And Trish Stratus, one word quote, tweet, no. <laughs> I'll defer to her on that. So Alicia Fox gets posted and eliminated. Uh, Marisa Gorman, she says, I think I've won this already. And they go, what? Have you won this? Because <laughs> she's not seen this Chanel dress I'm wearing. And they're like, oh, yeah, because the dress to impress battle. Right, of course. <laughs> uh, so Alicia, so Eve, it's Eve and Gillian. Mm-hmm. Gillian charges Eve in the corner because she's knocked her down because Eve was... Ha <laughs> Alicia Fox. <laughs> Knocks her down. Eve's on Gillian's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Alicia Fox gets back involved for some reason. Pulls Eve to the apron. Just gets kicked off. Gillian dives through the ropes. Completely missing Eve. <laughs> Eve wins. Yeah. So a, kind of a banana peel win for the babyface. Yeah. Who's now set a challenge champion as a result of winning a match where they had a no over-the-top rule battle royal where they all wore dresses. Yeah. And then WWE are like, God... I suppose I better roll past leaves and fix this bloody women's division <laughs> that you stupid bitches have broken. <laughs> like, how dare they? How dare Stephanie McMahon, a woman that had power for all those years and never once used her voice, come out and be like, right, it's time I can shuck things up around here. We need some people from NXT who can actually work. We had Gail Kim here. Doesn't matter. Useless lumps of trash. You know, I suppose all you wanted to do was wrestling matches in your dresses because we certainly didn't book that and tell you what to do and pay you for that. God damn it, man. The hypocrisy stinks. Whenever, like, that's an AW cannot... This is why they cannot do it. This is why we lost it on the Dynamite review. What you can't do is break a thing so horrifically that then when you come out and go, like, we're going to fix that horrific thing. Where's my applause? (laughs) (laughs) So, Maurice is trying to put Eve down on commentary and accidentally puts her over. Ugh, Eve's the type of girl you want to watch football and drink beers with. And to be fair to Cole and and, uh, King, they go... Yeah. <laughs> Sounds all right, too. And she goes, ah, but I'm the girl you fantasize about. Oh, my God. Stop oh, this. Oh, Stop it. Else. Not that button again. Uh, and Cole says, yeah, where can I sign up to hang out with Eve? Right. Listen to this next bit. I don't know why Maurice gets there, but she says, oh, so you want to date your sister? Right. <laughs> <laughs> to which Cole, verbatim, says... Yeah, but Maurice, whoa, 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 rewind, Michael, what? So you would date your sister, Cole, yes, but, oh, some the, the explanation's coming. Maurice, this is the woman you're going to face next week. So we're just moving on from that, are we, yeah, are we yeah, cool? yeah. Right, right, I got it, okay. Uh, Eve's on the top turnbuckle again, doing the old, I'm yeah. going to win the title symbol. And Maurice goes... You've got a headset on, love. You you can you can just say it. You don't have to whisper it or mouth it or anything. <laughs> anyway, she said, and then Maurice says, uh, "Yeah, anyway, 
I need some kind of extension to this Divas title because uh, Eve's so wide on the hips. And Cole quite rightly goes, so she's going to win next week. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. And end. Oh, no. Awful. Dire, dire, dire scenes, honestly. That's bad. Wait till I get to the comment section. Oh, God. These, oh, boy, do these not reflect the, myself, the Daddy Boys, or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. Oh, boy. Uh, there's no comment section on surprising. hard ever. edit from this point here, too. Anyway, switching gears back to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so, uh, this is not from the WWE.com version, but I've, I've found some other versions, and uh, they've got comments. Uh, okay. Uh, Into the toilet we go. <laughs> fulfilled fantasy. Before I guess where this is going. Right. I think I already had. <laughs> Ugh. Why can't the women's division be like this nowadays? This was so entertaining. <laughs> it's just like, we joke about this every week. There's always somebody, you find a terrible moment, it's like, bring, bring me back these good old days or whatever it is. And, and for this, right, I don't know how we have, we are gifted us idiot men are gifted such a strong crop of women's wrestlers in this generation for what they had to watch and be, like, inspired, for want of a better phrase. Like, who, so many great wrestlers, who, which, how many watch this dressed in press battle royal thing? I want to do that. Yeah. How did it happen? God bless them. Like, every single one of them for keeping at it and keeping the fingers crossed that the industry would have changed 50 times over by the time they actually got an opportunity yeah. to do it. Bloody hell. Like... Britt Baker, DMD, in between taking a, like, on a dinner break from being a dentist, goes on YouTube, and like, I'm going to watch something wrestling from the good old days. Wish uh, AEW was still like this. Like, friggin' hell, man. <laughs> How does it happen? Uh, like Golden writes, here women are stars. In the offices, women get fired for partying. What? What? <laughs> I don't know what the argument is here. <laughs> What f- what fight are they having? I don't, I don't know, but... Um, is that somebody that's been told they're not allowed to go on YouTube in their job? <laughs> <laughs> in this office? Am I right, fellow women? John, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. Close the laptop lid. <laughs> right. Just to reiterate, these do not reflect the views of myself, Daddy Boys, anyone at Water Culture Wrestling. Uh, Dutch decides to write... You know what? <laughs> Imagine sitting there. This is my mental process. I'm right. You know what? I'm going to type this. I wouldn't mind kissing Eve. <laughs> wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind. I'm not going to protest. One of the most beautiful women in the entire WWE roster. Love the friend. Love the friend. You know what? I'm not going to say no. <laughs> not even being kissed by Eve. <laughs> yeah. I'm making the choice to kiss it. Don't think she wants to kiss you, mate. Well, I wouldn't mind doing it, so it's happening. Travis. Right. <laughs> gets worse this part I don't forget oh I wish WWE would have let Eve Torres start kiss my ass claw <laughs> do you know like I, I, what a convoluted way of yeah get your bum out <laughs> get your bum out I don't want to get my bum out kiss my ass claw you're punishing people aren't you yeah so really you're the winner of the it's, you know, they did make the games where they had the, like, you could do the brown panties matches. They put the power in the wrong people's hands, <laughs> literally. And then they put something in their hand. Well, speaking of which, oh. JCW Godzilla, right? I jaked off. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was watching another bit of Raw when Jack Swagger defended against 
Ravioli. Ravioli, yeah. yeah. And the final comment. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh, right, okay, I've got to hold it together for this one because it's long. And it, like, it killed me in the office earlier. You know, you just go, oh, I've just found a diamond here. Yeah. JKF 201270. I don't know, a bunch of numbers. Right. Do not reflect the views of myself, the Dadly Boys, anyone or what culture wrestling. Right. Brilliant. Solid start. Yep. I'm sure he... <laughs> oh, God, no, Will Vaughn. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm sure Eve has a big bedroom mirror mounted upon her dresser, making matters even hotter as she admires the beautiful sight of so much sweat running down her marvellous body. She'll go from whispering our names to shouting them. All this noise is bound to alert the attention of her neighbours as they watch on in awe. <laughs> what the f*** is going on? <laughs> that bordered on. It was like... When was this comment posted? Eight years ago. Eight years. How old was Keith Lee? Eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing, Robbie? Watching on and all. <sighs> I'm going to transpose my incredibly specific and detailed fantasy into this YouTube Just, comment. Oh, why are you typing it, mate? Let the, let the group know. Let, let the forum know. Right. Hey, guys, I've left a pretty cool comment on the Utara's uh, video. I think you need to check it out. <laughs> Oh, that helps with marathon training, Nick, anyway. Thank yeah, you. good luck. Good luck in the Chicago Marathon. Let us know how you got on, please. Yes, please follow, do. follow up, let us know how you got on. Good luck. Uh, right. Uh, oh, yeah, Gargano's just lost. Oh, he's just hit him with the world's strongest slam. And Theory and uh, uh, and Gabe will get involved, beat him down, and then... <laughs> comes out, makes the same, runs over Otis, chucks Gable back in the ring and goes, ring the bell. Mm-hmm. Uh I did like the fact that we went to a break, and when we came back, Braun Strowman's been laid out. And you're like, Braun Strowman's been laid out? What happened? And they're like, oh, it's just wrecked him over the <laughs> announce state, which looked great. Referee kicks Otis out whilst he's shaking the ropes in anger, of course. Uh, Gable takes controls, sends Strowman into the ring post. Hits him with a brilliant... I mean, uh, Chad Gable's a good wrestler, but I not <laughs> Strowman with a German suplex, which yes, looked this amazing. This was unbelievable. Oh, my God. Oh my uh, God. He's on fire, running drop kick, but then he goes for a moonsault, misses it. Strowman boots him, power bombs him, one, two, three, and Omos is watching in the back, of course. Yeah, like, Gable was great. Braun was fun. Gable and Otis are excellent. This was kind of a massive disappointment. Like, they'd... Uh, set the stage for something last week with that cool segment where Braun was like, tell your friends and family that this is it. Bid farewell, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Basically. And this felt, this is why you don't say you're going to kill somebody because this is how short it can fall when you simply win a wrestling match. So I felt like this was uh, this was poor expectations management from WWE, but a fine match. Yeah. But I couldn't help feeling like, like, like the Concord line. That it. <laughs> uh, like afterwards. And like to build to the... Like Braun and Omos has got Crown Jewel written all over it. Yeah. So why not? Uh, right. Lashley's being checked over. Kevin Patrick's asking him how he's doing. Uh, and Lashley's like, I'm literally crushed his throat so I don't need to hear about that stupid bloody cackle again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, yeah, next week I'm going to fight him after Riddle's finished with him in a fight pit. Uh, I'm going to put him in the hurt lock and make him scream. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the contract signing. 
for the ladder match. Uh, Corey Graves hosted, as you mentioned, with that QR code on the back of the contract. Says it's the first time the Women's Championship is going to be defended in a ladder match. Uh, and Bailey cuts this promo, talking about this big plan that she's had, it all coming to fruition. Uh, and she says, you want to know why I chose a ladder match? It's because it's symbolic. It's symbolic of the climb I had to make to get to the top, unlike you, Bianca Belair. Uh, I, I was, uh, I, that's what I had to do to get to get to where I am. Um, and what, and I was like you, Bianca Belair. We had ponytails, people dressed like me, people held signs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but then things changed. And I like Bianca Belair. Doesn't like dissect. She just goes, "Oh, sure." <laughs> she got a great reaction from the crowd for that. She said, "Look, people stop liking about you. She's signing the contract while she does this. Mm. No messing about. People only stop liking you because they realize you're pretending to be something that you're not. You know, you're just showing your true colors now. You didn't evolve from what you were." She said, oh, and congratulations. Oh, a big a year to come up with this grand plan of SummerSlam. People have done that before to me, you know. And look, mm-hmm. I'm still the bloody champion eventually. Um, anyway, Bailey's heard enough. She knows she's getting served on the mic here by Bianca. And she goes, hmm, hmm, hmm. Where are my friends? Where is the rest of Damage Katal? Cut to the back. And they're beating the crap out of Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Um, but I, I, I to rewind this. Come here, Bianca Belair. She just goes flying over the table. Yeah. Uh, Belair does fight her off, though. Runs to the back. Kai and Sky have gone. Uh, Bailey's laughing because her plan worked. Uh, Asuka's got a chair wrapped around her leg. And uh, Bliss looks in the camera and challenges EO Sky to a match later on in the night, which is the age-old, all right, what was the main event going to be? Yeah, what was the main event going to be? It's going to be this contract signing because we had Solo Sokoa. That was impromptu. Impromptu. And then, yeah. so that's a load of bollocks. Third impromptu match of the night. Uh, the physicality was strong between Bailey and Bianca Belair, which basically maintains the exact same thing we said every goddamn week. Uh, just because the match is probably going to be tremendous, does it not mean that we could have a good story as well, please? Yes. Like that's been my eternal frustration with the story pretty much from the beginning. It is almost assured that Bailey and Bianca Belair will have a tremendous match on Saturday, but this yet again missed the mark for me by quite some margin. I thought we were going to get past this with Triple H holding the pencil dead. The Friggin' Bailey stuff about, you know, and I got, I was there, and then these people turn on you just as quick, and that each was, and each and every one of you was my downfall, and it was like, I don't remember, bit. I don't remember, I love you, and I don't remember that bit, like, I'm pretty sure I stuck with you through thick, and what was mostly a lot of thin, like, I don't recall, really bad booking, everyone, everyone, you is, can't use a kendo stick, everybody in this company, at one point or another, was horrifically booked, by a declined and declining and deranged Vince McMahon before yep. he resigned yep. in disgrace. Everybody. So every single wrestler theoretically should cut Retired the a year before he actually retired, yeah. Yeah, and got his birthday wrong. He was too busy being ashamed of his disgraceful actions, probably. Um, allegedly. Every single wrestler should cut this promo. I was right at the top, and then every fan turned on me, and then just replaced every fan with, this company forgot what they were doing with me. Yeah. Like, it's useless, it's a lie, and it's fake, and it's nonsense, and it shouldn't motivate anybody to do anything. But, my God, when they interact, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I did like the... I didn't actually mind the uh, outfoxing of the baby faces in the backstage thing. I quite like that as a heel trait. It's like, yeah. Bailey doing the old, I didn't bring my friends, I've come alone. And then it's like, but who's to stop? What, yeah. What happens backstage? I didn't hate that, but as a setup to yet another match, unnecessary. Uh, Solo Sokoa versus Angelo Dawkins next. I just... I really want to put over how easily Solo Sokoa has made that yep. jump from NXT to the main roster. He just fits. He just in a looks good run. great in a really in good run. 
Um, so Sokoa's in control as well, so it's not like he's being led for large parts of this. Um, Dawkins fights back, though. Again, Angelo Dawkins is great as a singles wrestler, too. Enziguri, spinning back elbow, silencer gets a two. Um, Sokoa hits a super kick, though. He's got the match won. And bloody Jey Uso, <laughs> this isn't Sammy's fault. And Jay and Sammy start arguing on the apron. Uh, and the ref gets distracted by it all. That allows Dawkins time to recover. So Koa goes over like, what are you two lads playing at? And there's a bit of me that was like, no, don't don't pin him. <laughs> Rolled up, but he kicks out at two, thankfully. Um, and then uh, they all argue. And Dawkins knocks Sokoa out of the ring. Usos and Zayn, they're all arguing out there. Dawkins takes them all out with that mint dive of his. Zayn has moved, though. He gets into it with uh, with Dawkins as uh, he's chucking Solo Sokoa back in the ring. Dawkins is like, oh, okay, punches him as well. Um, but that allows Sokoa to recover. He hits Dawkins with that spinning heel kick of his and hits the spinning solo for the victory. And who's first in there to raise his best friends and Sammy Zayn. Yeah, it was just, this was a fine match, but it was more, as you kind of highlighted there, about the dynamics between the bloodline and how important it is to keep, just to think through every aspect of this. So Sammy dodging the big group attack and then being furious on their behalf, having not like absorbed a blow, is funny. Yeah. And it's in keeping with where he fits within this, as you say, rushing in the ring afterwards to raise Solo's hand. But Solo, mostly getting it done on his own, I think is helpful to the... Yeah. What I think has been, yeah, the successful integration of him as a character, as an enforcer, he feels like muscle, but he feels credible. That's two wins back-to-back because he won on SmackDown for the tag match, you know, with him and mm-hmm. Sammy as well. So in this WWE way, he's supposed to actually track progression. That's two big wins in, what, like four days for mm-hmm. him? So that's easy. It goes in the memory quickly that Solo is somebody that you need to be concerned about. So I have very little, like, the match wasn't much in the run-up to that, but, like, I enjoyed the finish and the, the character dynamics so mm. much that I'm willing to give that a bit of a pass. Solo versus Bobby Lashley down the line, maybe. Yeah, like, so, and Solo versus everybody as a different proposition of a Sammy versus everybody or Jay and Jimmy having to work singles and damage that, like, as champions getting beaten to move Roman Reigns stories along. Mm. Uh, this is where a theory was uh, talking to the Alpha Academy and a, a visibly like huh? uh, yeah. Chad Gable, and he said, "I'm going to face Johnny Gargano next week." And I thought, "Great, yeah, going to be fab." We do get to it. Uh, we get a video promo from Edge. He says, uh, "It's Adam." Yeah, well, yeah, that's my name. That's your name. Uh, and he says, I, "All this veil of characters been dropped." Pretty much he talks about coming back. Um, Are you going to do that one of these days? Like you're just going to do like a super serious podcast, and you're like. The veil of the character, Wilborn, has been dropped. I'm here today as Adam to talk to you. I think I think anyway. like a whole raw review. Just, I'm just playing on Adam. This was a good match. It was three stars when this happened. Some dickheads on Twitter love that, weren't they? It's about time what culture got a bit more balanced. Also, by the way, um, just talk to my wife. There is no veil of character here, <laughs> baby. This is me 24-7. Seen it in real life. Saw you get shooshed. And I was like, there she is. There she is. Uh, uh, talks about coming back after being told his career was over 11 years ago. Talks about being old. Talks about his knees being buggered and making, <laughs> what do you say, a symphony of bones cracking or something. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, poor old Edge will always be the Mountain of Unrepentance guy from earlier this year. So whenever he tries to use a bit of like linguistic flourish, it's fine. Keep it simple, mate. Yeah. Keep it simple, Adam. Uh, he says, you don't always feel bad for me. It's my dream. It's my choice. But it's not just hard on me now. It's hard on my family. Uh, he didn't have this family before and his kids and his daughters and uh, and his wife watching him. But he says, look, I give Judgment Day credit. Uh, Ray wants to distance himself because of what's happened with Dominic, blah, blah, blah. But you ask, 
Taker, US Cena, US Orton. I always come out swinging, even if I have to do it alone. Um, and there was a very important line at the end here that I made note of. Tells Balor and Judgment Day, there is nothing you can do physically that will make me say I quit. I hope you're ready for war because I am. And that's why I called this finish mm -hmm. last week, was it? I think it was. We did the, go and check out, well, go and check out the What Must Happen at Extreme Rules mm -hmm. podcast anyway for a full version of that. But why don't you take this potential victory up here because I think this, detailing this promo was exactly for this purpose. There is nothing you can do physically to make me say I quit, and I agree. Nothing you can do to me physically, sorry, mm. to say I, make me say I quit. And there's no way I think that Finn Balor loses. You can't have Judgment Day say I quit. The leader of Judgment Day say I quit. Mm -hmm. So what you're going to have is probably Edge asking him quite a few times and Finn just gutting it out, basically. And Edge, yeah, he's not going to be in a submission hold saying, oh, I, I quit. Yeah. But instead... Dom's going to attack his dad, yep. and he's going to unmask him to the world unless Edge says, I quit, and Edge says, I quit. Dom says, thanks very much, and the lecture chairs his dad. Maybe the last <laughs> bit, maybe not so much, but that's what I think. Yeah, and I, I think I, that's what this laid out here. Yeah, I, I think And it, right. it spells it out for the judgment day. Oh, there's nothing physically. Well, I guess we're going to have to do something a little we'll bit different. In his head, yeah. Uh, they run through the wild card that we've got for, for next week. Oh, and Road Dog's going to be there as well. Uh, <laughs> and then it's time for the main event, the hastily booked main event, Alexa Bliss versus EO Sky. Um, I wish this had been given more time, to be honest, because mm. I love watching EO Sky in the ring. Double knee strike in the corner after a break. She misses the moonsault, though. Bliss hits a DDT. She hits Twisted Bliss. She's got the match won, has Alexa. Uh, but Bailey slides into the ring. Ref's like, what are you doing? Get out! <laughs> Uh, Belair goes after her, but again, because Asuka's been taken out backstage, there's the numbers game, and that allows Bailey and Dakota Kai to push, um, to push, oh, Bianca Belair into the steel steps. Uh, Bliss takes that all with a dive, goes to the top, but Sky's got time to recover. She lays her out uh, as she's trying to climb up to hit another twisted Bliss, uh, grabs her, air raid crash. Moonsault, what's it called? An over the moonsault, I think yeah, it's over called. Over the moonsault, yeah. Yeah, uh, for the one, two, three for EO Sky. Post match, Damage Guitar decide to kill everyone. Uh, attack Bliss after the match, get a ladder, hit Bel Air with it. Asuka comes limping out with the kendo stick, gets a few good shots in, but she's at 50% yeah. at best. She gets taken out. They all get laid out, and then they put the, the, um, the ladder basically over the corpse of Bianca Bel Air uh, and. Bailey climbs it, holding the Raw Women's Championship. You've got your women's tag champs with their titles as well. A nice visual to close the show with. Yeah, a nice visual. A decent, not amazing, but a decent heat angle to do the last hard sell. All very traditional stuff. You can't fake it. I don't think the story's been fantastic. So the, the building wasn't exactly molten with, no, somebody stop them. Well, it was a bit is, of me early on that was like, where is Candice LeRae? Yeah, well, that as well. But then, because Asuka came out, I was like, that. to be fair to WWE, that's good from there because otherwise you'd have had a babyface advantage in numbers and even exactly. if they'd been beaten down it'd been like oh yeah good good for the heels for overcoming the odds you don't want to be exposing that exact like logic flaw there uh i the, the match I, maybe i did want more time but then it, a little bit of me thought is this ever going to really get to the level that you would expect it to it wasn't really hitting um and that's going to happen sometimes but I, I just wasn't terribly wowed by this and then like i say the heat segment didn't Suddenly, like, magic these additional emotions in me in this program. I will be very, very glad to see these women slightly. I'm not suggesting they're going to be all separated off because War Games beckons, but certainly this rotation of the three in particular. We had the, you know, we had the trios match at Clash at the Castle. 
So already that felt like kind of where that part of this was peaking. Let's have the match on um, Saturday. And then just get a little bit more creative, please. Triple H with your with your tinker man switching and chopping and changing. Like you yeah. can't just you can't just like make these matches and fix a women's division. There's got to be more to it. But I can't call it for Saturday, this match, and that's no, credit that's, to them. Yeah, that's something. There's there's easily justification for both results. I will exactly. give them that. Uh, right, well, let's know your thoughts on Monday Night Raw on anything you want to say, Sid? Okay. Uh, on Twitter, <laughs> at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, because me and Hamflet will be back later on to look ahead to whatever takes over from the show that used to be called yeah. NXT 2. Oh! What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from for that one. My thanks once again to Nick. If you want to suggest a five-star review review, short crap wrestling related, either do it on iTunes or leave us a five-star review on Spotify and then email me your review, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But for now, it's been the Raw View. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 